0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Tenere, and unfortunately, sometimes life hands you lemons, and what's the old saying, you need to make lemonade? This week, I'm actually in COVID quarantine, and I'm joined by Ben and our guest this week, Pro Staff member, Alan Sansel remotely. If you followed us for a while, you may have listened to us talk to Alan way back in episode three. This week, we discussed how his season is going so far, how we're super excited for spring turkeys. And then finally his most recent trip to Colorado to hunt mule deer during the third rifle season with his father. Please welcome Alan Samson. Hi everyone. Like I, uh, like I mentioned in the intro, a little bit, uh, a little bit different today, boys. Uh, Alan's sitting in my seat, keeping it warm for me. So, unfortunately, I'm stuck at home in my uh, nice little COVID quarantine room right now, and uh, you boys get to enjoy the studio today. So, uh, Alan, thanks for uh, thanks for pulling the slack for us here, man, and, and stopping in and and uh, helping us record an episode today.
1: Yeah, no problem. It's uh, it's a lot nicer, a lot nicer digs you guys have here going on than the last time I was here.
0: Yeah, so. A lot of people didn't see that, but I think for the first, what, um, 10, 15 episodes, um, I remember when we actually started going live with these videos, or not live, but filming these, and uh, yeah, so we had exactly that. We had a conference room that was super echoey, and uh, Alan was in there. I think he'd been, like you just mentioned, before we started recording, I think Alan was our second true like first first person that we recorded outside of the conversation that you and i had and then obviously with todd um alan was our first true guest and we heard his episode was the the third he was right after i think justin jones and american mm-hmm. hero home was the second episode and um and uh but yeah we had moving blankets uh on the table to kind of help uh, deaden the sound they're actually in my garage still and <laughs> then uh, we would throw up a throw up that blanket to kind of make a barrier um to keep some of the echo down because that room sucked. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a big room too. Much better, much better. digs today for sure. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, like I said, man. Uh, thank, thanks again for for coming in. Um, I know this isn't the most ideal situation. I'm still fighting. I'm about day four into my uh, my COVID quarantine, so uh, I get to be on this side today. But um, I know that the last time we talked, you were going or getting you ready to go to Colorado. I don't think, well, I think the season was over. We were kind of talking about your past trip. Mm -hmm. And then we also talked about like what you have coming with this season right now that we're, that we just finished. Um, So if you can, man, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your whitetail stuff, maybe even some of your Turkey, because that was before you and got into the Turkey season last year. So yeah, kind of starting with spring of 20, spring of 22 kind of talking about your season so far and then we'll kind of get into your most recent trip to Colorado for that uh third rifle right
1: yeah third rifle yep yep same t- same tag I hunted last year um but this year would I had a had a partner tag along with me for the trip but no last time I was in the studio <clears throat> that was January of 22 so yeah we I was tagged out and everything um shot a shot a nice mule deer out there last year shot a nice little buck here and in ohio um but since then um tagged out turkey season again tagged out and uh shot a shot a nice uh not a nice one but uh shot a jake shot a jake in ohio on the very last day of the season um which was a cool cool uh little trip i had took a buddy with me had never been turkey hunting before and we actually doubled up on turkeys it was it was he was excited about it i was excited so to shoot two jakes you know it was it was cool and then uh i always take a trip up to michigan to turkey hunt and went up there same same deal i had a buddy that had never hunted turkeys before and uh we actually doubled on jakes up there also and uh so yeah i mean had a couple freezer full of birds and um you know not nothing nothing crazy it's you know no big no big long beards or anything like that but it was a blast you know especially being able to take out two guys that or friends of mine that had never hunted turkeys before and they both were able to go out and and get it done so it was cool and and Dublin's always cool too especially you know up in Michigan we were behind a decoy on our hands and knees standing behind behind a decoy and we had four jakes lined up in front of us and I'm like all right you should the one on the left I'll shoot the one on the right and both at the same time just popping up and blasting away
2: that's awesome yeah
1: so
0: it was I love turkey hunting it's a blast <laughs> And you're sitting right next to the man. He know he knows it was coming. Yeah. He knows yeah. it's coming. But you're sitting right next to the man. And of course, you know, having you on right after Waddell is kind of cool too, because Waddell obviously was a big turkey hunter or is a big turkey hunter. And that man sitting right there to your right, he, uh, we're we're definitely getting him to uh, to hear some birds gobbling this year. I don't I don't necessarily even care if Ben shoots one. I think Ben just needs to experience oh, yeah. hearing a bird firing off in the roost before he can see it, because. He acts like he – I know he's going to be open to it. I know he will. But he's acting like he's like, ah, turkey hunting might not be for me. Mm, One time. Just
2: because I've went in the past. I think it's just I had a bad experience the first time I went. I was little. I think we even talked about it last time we were on. It was like – I think I was like 12 or 11. Mm. And the guy that went – he took me. He's like, you cannot move. Sit still the entire time. You can't move. We were right out in the open and we didn't see anything we were out there all day. So yeah. it's kind of like uh. I mean you
1: got to be proactive a little bit. I mean, I get that. Like yeah, you can do that, but if you're not they're not gobbling then you got to go find them. Mm. You know. And so that's what we did. You know, and <clears throat> yep. it's different up and when the strategy we hunt up in Michigan whenever time I've ever went up there we you drive around and spot them. It's like spot and stalk basically. Oh, that's cool. And then you cuz they're all over the place in Michigan. It's 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 unreal how many turkeys are up there um there's not really many turkeys up there don't go up there and hunt (laughs) but uh you know you just drive around and find them what is is the bag limit up there
0: it's one is it one up there okay
1: yeah it's one um they have different zones they have different zones and different uh tags like it's not the same as like you know here in Ohio where it's you can shoot one for the whole state I, I know they have different zones and you have to draw um certain tags are only good for public land and certain tags are only good for for private land um so there's there's a little bit more into it than that, but I'm I believe it's only one up there. So luckily for us okay. they they changed that this year for Ohio. So that way you can only shoot one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's it's fun.
0: It is. It's it's a blast. Um like I've told you, I honestly we didn't hunt last year before we had the conversation, but I know I've told you the story but hunting with Curtis last year from the archery counter, he uh we like you said, we kinda did that spot in stock, you couldn't you could hear them, but they were on private. But you were on hunt, hunting public ground, and mm-hmm. really hard to get on them. And then they finally got online And th- this season, I feel like a lot of people had a hard time with them this year, in, this, in our state at least, um, a lot of experienced turkey hunters that know. I mean, like like yourself. I mean, y- you've shot and you've shot and uh, you've taken big birds. Yeah. Uh, and then this year, you've taken. I a, a, took a Jake on the very last day. Right. And you know, even Kurt took a. I think his bird was pushing the last i mean it's like a month-long season and his bird was pushing the last few days there too and he's taking many many birds and so yeah it's uh it was a challenge this year for sure but uh yeah getting on that guy and seeing him at like 300 yards through the binos Mm -hmm. sun shining down i mean you can close your eyes and go right back to those moments where you're taking you know especially with those birds and chasing them and man i tell you what there's uh i like white tails but Man, there is there's something special to uh, to go chase birds for sure. Like like Waddell, you know, Ben, you know, you know, Waddell was just talking to us the other day, but to like to go in there and to like manipulate and attack and be proactive, you know, there's there's luck, but there's not passive luck like there would be when you're whitetail hunting and you're just trying to sit still in a stand for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually go out and create your luck a little bit, you know, if you can at least find them. It's, it's a blast, man.
1: Yeah. And, and, and another, another thing I really like about turkey hunting also, you know, for me, like if I'm deer hunting, you can't, I don't just shoot any buck that walks by, you know, you're, you're going to be a little bit, you know, picky if, if, if as long as you're managing you sure. know, and you don't want to shoot something little, but mm-hmm. if you get a bird gobbling, it's, it's going to be something that you can shoot. It's not like you're looking at it like, ah, is that eight, 10, 12 point, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he comes in and he's got a full beard and a full fan then that's game on that's it you know it's not you're not worried about you're not counting points you're not counting inches and nothing like that it's just the interaction and everything's fun you know and you could shoot jakes and you know like i said i shot a jake i wouldn't i probably wouldn't do it shoot a jake on opening day just for for, you know for population but um you know on the last day of the season i'm gonna go ahead and take one but yeah so that's what's nice about it too like it's you know when you're when you're whitetail hunting you're sitting in the stand and you're like you wait for that buck to show up and and he's too little and you're like dang it (laughs) so that's what that's one good thing about turkeys
2: the spot and stock thing sounds fun like the seeing them from the road and trying to sneak in on them and Mm -hmm. that sounds like it would be a good time
1: yeah it is it's it's different it's a different type of i mean it's different type of hunting for sure for sure
0: yeah we definitely need to make some time together i know everyone wants you know we we have so many relationships and so many connections throughout you know what we do and what we work you know with the pro staff guys like yourself as well as some of our own friends and colleagues that we have at the store like everyone wants to take everybody hunting but we can only pick so many times and we only have so many days but we uh we'll definitely need to get together for sure because alan is one of the few people that we have on the pro staff team too that actually expands i mean taylor does as well but kind of expands out of ohio to go chase those birds and uh and uh, yeah we need to we need to make time for it michigan's really not that far of a drive so no. you know take a long weekend and and, and burn a, burner a friday and hunt a saturday sunday up there and see what your luck is and it's uh it'll be it'll be a fun fun time so yeah
1: michigan i mean if you got a spot like last year i had a buddy that was up there and he had a his aunt and uncle had a, had a private private property and he's like yeah, it's loaded with birds but i've just never hunted them before and i was like all right i'm coming up and i left the house at like 2:30 in the morning and drove straight up there and we were we were walking in the woods at daylight but that didn't end up working out in that specific spot because the birds happened to be roosted 50 yards from where we were at and i didn't know because i'd never seen never been there before and we blew them right off the roost but yeah you can michigan's not far man it's yeah you know and it's 150 bucks for a tag up there with your license and your tag it's 150 bucks it's not bad so know, yeah, wouldn't make it happen
0: taylor and i were talking the other day he was saying um they are going to Indiana mm-hmm. this year to do uh, to do birds, and then they're going to try to see whatever leasing property too. So that's the other thing too. Then like going to these out of state hunts too, or even Allen for that matter, going to these out of state hunts. Let's say you do get permission on private property in Indiana or Michigan or Kentucky or Pennsylvania, whatever have you, and there's a, maybe there's a possibility that you can utilize that to hunt whitetails too in the fall. So it's like trying these different things and trying those different connections out there and seeing what you can come across. It, it really opens up your, your your season a lot more to be able to hunt out of state and, and to try to utilize some of those easy weekend trips to, to grab another bird or grab another buck.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially if you shoot something opening weekend, you know, anywhere. Shoot something opening weekend or shoot something in October, you know, travel down to Kentucky and, and, and shoot a buck down there. Or same way, if you shoot something opening weekend in, in April here, you can go to Kentucky or Pennsylvania or wherever. Yeah. It's nice yep. it's nice to have options.
0: So that kinda of segues us a little bit. I know you didn't really have much going on this summertime, you know, besides riding your bike, yep. being Mr. Harley Man, yep. and being sports dad. Yeah. Super busy I love being sports. Yeah, you, you you didn't have much time it looked like the hunt this year. You're too busy being football dad.
1: Yeah, um yeah, this this fall was a little bit different. Um, my son is was in ninth grade now and so he's playing football for the for well he actually ended up playing starting for JV but then he's also dressing for varsity so we were busy for every day my daughter is cheering for varsity football so we were you know friday nights football games saturday mornings JV football games you know clear into late october so it's a bit bu- it's a busy time having having so many having so many kids and so many sports and plus the other little one was is playing on Sunday mornings. And so, yeah, so we're busy, busy all the time.
0: We won't talk about that Sheridan, that Sheridan beat down if they put on us then we won't, we're not going to talk about that walk <laughs> Sheridan beat down. We'd yeah. Keep, keep that one under. Yep. That was a good one. That was a good one. I was there for so that. You, even, even with that said though, I know you had texted me before you, you, even with all that busyness, you still had the opportunity to shoot at least a couple of deer. I know we have that group text message for the pro staff members. I know you sent a couple of pictures, a couple of videos over some decent bucks that you passed up on this year. Your standards are a little bit higher than Ben and I. So <laughs> with, uh, what what were you looking for this year?
1: Well, you know, coming into the whitetail season this year, um, of course, I run some cameras just like everybody else does. And um, with some development and stuff going on around where I'm hunting at, uh, I didn't have many pictures of big bucks and so nothing that was really exciting me that doesn't mean i'm not going to hunt and doesn't mean that something can't show up that you don't know it's there but so my time in the stand was just you know i wasn't excited to get out there um but i still went a few different times i had an awesome i had one hunt in particular i was the one jordan's talking about i had probably the most vocal sit in the whitetail stand i've ever had in my life i mean i had six bucks grunting and chasing this one doe all running around me you know unfortunate for me the biggest buck was probably 120 inch you know nine point ten point and i was just not something i'm looking for not something i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna shoot um but it was cool as heck to watch him run those deer around and run her around and then he goes and he's 100 from 100 yards from my stands making a rub and you know that was pretty cool to watch and hear, and that's that's the video I was that Jordan's talking about. I sent him, and it was it was cool. I mean, it was it was a cool video to post and and to see. And oh yeah, uh, but it's just not you know, I like I like something a little bit bigger. So mm-hmm. I got a little bit a little bit higher standards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, how long have you been deer hunting though? Long I've
1: been tongue. deer hunting since I was nine years old. So getting up there i'll be 38 this year so going on 30 years um you know so it's it's not a you just know a and I've, longer
0: than us then yeah
1: <laughs> i've shot i've shot little bucks you know there's there's guys that yeah you know you know call me a trophy hunter or whatnot but um if it excites you it excites you you know just shoot just like i said with the turkeys you know i wouldn't normally shoot at jake but at the same time if i'm with my buddy it's never shot one before and if you're turkey hunting and you double and you double on a turkey, like that's a big deal. Like to be able to double. And if we can double on Jake's, I double
0: on a Jake. That's mm-hmm. that's cool. It's a it's an offensive. Oh, awesome it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is if a double. Yeah, I mean a double is a double. Yep.
1: Yep. And so so that's why I was you know I wouldn't normally sh- if I'm not going to shoot a Jake on the first day of season. But if I can double with a buddy of mine, then yeah, we're going to do sure. that. That's cool. Um But yeah, just you know. I've got nice deer on the wall, and I've shot—I've shot deer personally that were, you know, I, that I've gotten over top and found them, and I'm thought probably should have probably shouldn't have done mm. that, you know. But it, I got excited. I hadn't seen a buck in a month and a half or something, and the arrow flies, and next thing you know, you're standing over top of a 130-inch deer, and it's just like, well, it's you know, tag still goes on it, and it yep. still goes on the wall. <laughs> yeah. So. Yep. But yeah, That's I mean, how Ben
0: got his this
2: year. Yeah, that's exactly what I, I thought it was a doe, honestly. Really? I got all excited. I'm like, uh oh. yeah. Shot so him, tell,
0: tell, tell him that, I don't know if you heard that story, but tell them that, that story.
2: Uh, well, it was um the weekend of gun season. Mm-hmm. I went down with a buddy that works here. Um, it was pouring down rain. The wind was blowing. We didn't think we were going to see anything. So we hiked in about a mile, and I think we were staying there for about a minute. And deer started coming out of the woods, and he's like, hey, doe behind you. And his head was up. I mean, he was just outside of the trees, and there was CRP in front of him, and it was raining. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I saw it, and I'm like, okay, doe. So I just went right to the vitals and shot, you know. Mm -hmm. And we were walking up there, and he goes, hey, uh, just so you know, we're known for spike bucks out here, so don't be disappointed if it's a spike." I'm like, dude, I don't care what it is. You know, at this point, I just want something so my first deer ever Mm -hmm. um walked up on it as a spike it Mm -hmm. was like a six inch spike so i was kind of a little disappointed but at the same time i was super happy to get one i mean you know
1: technically it's not a buck right it depends on how depends on how tall
2: i i still had to check it in as a buck because it was over over three inches or whatever yeah yeah
1: but you know but you know at the same time you're you'll never forget that sure you know that's going to be your story forever Mm -hmm. i mean i can tell i can tell you the my i can tell you the first time i ever shot a deer the exact story of it and i can tell you the first time i ever shot a buck the exact story of it like to a T. and that's you know 30 years ago
2: (laughs) yeah yeah that's cool
0: my mom always jokes with me too, because it's like, uh, she's like, you have a horrible memory. You can't remember anything in your childhood. And I'm like, there's like bits and pieces, right? Like you can close your eyes and go back to a certain day and you can, you can almost feel yourself being in that situation. Then's going to have that same situation with that, probably the same way that you ever shot with a squirrel or a rabbit or, you know, name, name your game animal. Mm. Yeah, you know, I was 15 years old. And I shot my first doe, and I can close my eyes, tell you who I was with, where I was at, what the day was, how many clouds are in the sky. Yep. But I couldn't tell you the, the day before or the day after. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. And the longer you, the longer you hunt, and the more I'm going to say trophies that you take, you're going to remember. You might not remember every single doe you shoot, but you're going to remember all the bucks that you shoot. That you're going to remember, ev- like. You know, what, how, what, you know, I got in the stand an hour and a half late. I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, I fell this way. I fell halfway down a tree trying to climb on my tree. You're going to remember all of those things for sure. every single time. Even, you know, I don't, I don't remember every doe I've ever killed, but I remember my very first doe I killed, but I remember every single buck I've killed also. And so, but yeah, and then that's, those are the types of memories you can't make. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's the big thing for hunting for me. I mean, you just tell all those stories all over again. And then, and then when you get your mounts and you mount them on the wall, then you can look at them every day. Every day, and you're like, "Yep, I remember that. Yep. I remember that day."
2: Here, pretty exactly, soon he'll be exactly. hanging. He'll be hanging up back here. There you go. I'm getting a Euro mounted, so just to have it, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, it, well, I'll put him front and center. But what are you talking about? He's gonna be right there, smack on the table. Yeah, he'll get you a little <laughs> skull mount sitting right here on the table.
2: Well, Jordan's got one. He's he's. You're I was getting yours, say, to
0: that, a, uh." Yeah, so White Bone Creations, shout out Ryan Olson. I actually sent mine to California to have it um, to have it done by him. He was uh, nice enough to, to take it in. And, of course, I shipped it, you know, through work and got it over there to him. So, yeah, hopefully that comes back in soon too. But it's funny because, you know, as as I, I don't poke fun at Ben, but like Waddell was telling us last week as well, like you, you make fun of the guys that you care about. And so I wanted him to tell that story. But mine's really not that much different either where my first buck, was that doe management hunt that we had with noah and ethan uh, feather net through Feathernet outdoors and uh you know you get down on the ground you're like oh he's got little nubs on his head all right well mm. <laughs> that went there went nuts that this turned into interesting like he's got a sack on him okay cool let's <laughs> you yep. know i unlike ben though mine didn't count towards my total so yeah i'm still good but let's be honest i'm ready for turkeys man the this this weather sucks and i'm ready to be i'm ready for some cold spring mornings and some turkeys firing off
1: when i first started hunting um like i said i was probably nine nine or ten and i didn't archery hunt for a really long time and all, all my dad has ever done is shotgun hunted so we're we did it old school way we never sat we're always driving and um So we're pushing fields all from day one to to day seven. We're pushing fields and pushing fence lines and everything. And this is, I think this particular year, as I had never shot a buck before. I might not have ever shot a deer, actually. Um, Anyway, so we're waiting on a couple guys to come out of this woods, drive this woods, and we're standing in this big, huge CRP field. And I'm standing there, my dad's just with me. He had already shot his deer, so he don't even have a gun. So I'm, at the time... I'm carrying his, now I'm carrying his 12 gauge because I normally carry just a single shot 20, a little Harrison or H&H, H&R, or H&H. Mm-hmm. And h uh, h and R, H and h and we are standing there and talking, you know, shooting shit, whatever. And next thing you know, this giant buck jumps up 30, 40 yards from me. And my dad don't see it. He, but This deer had been laying down in the CRP field right by us. I mean, giant buck, real nice, pretty 10-point. Takes off running, and I was just standing there looking at it and i said hey dad there's a big buck taking off running he goes what are you doing shoot at it (laughs) and at this point it's 150 yards away so what do i do i unload on this thing (laughs) at 10 years old with a with a 12 gauge uh shotgun my dad's 12 gauge mossberg this is before we had plugs in the gun so (laughs) all six shots went at this deer i had no chance of hitting it but you know that's your funny story you know he'll make he'll make fun of me till this till this day about that <laughs> or I, I mean i could have dropped that deer if it was if that deer jumped up in front of me now he wouldn't have you know it didn't go 20 but mm-hmm. now he was just running away like and i just all i did was turn around and say hey there goes the deer That's says you have to hurry up shoot at it but
0: it makes you appreciate it's kind of like all the 90s kids thinks too, but like it makes you appreciate like what kids today can shoot with because now you know you can give them a 450 Bushmaster and an AR or 350 Legend and an AR.
2: Yeah, and wow.
0: uh, you know, things are so much lighter and so much easier. And it wasn't like 15 20 years ago when you had to lug around a full size 12 gauge shotgun as a 10 year old kid. Like, mm-hmm. You just ha- you just had to no you know, it's like so much easier for kids to get into the barrier injury if you will it's a lot smaller
1: yeah they got they got a rifle that'll shoot 200, 250 if they're if they get yeah. a nice one and it's sitting on a tripod mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's sitting on a ball pod yep. and blind yeah <laughs> yep. that's awesome well uh so you you hadn't filled your Ohio tag yet
1: no, correct? no it's it's that's still it's still in my pocket right that's as time. of right now, and that's probably where it'll stay. Honestly, but, yeah. you know, I'm fine with that because I shot a heck of a nice deer in Colorado. So, um, I'm, I was pretty happy about that.
0: All right, everyone. We need to take a quick break from the conversation with Alan to thank our sponsor, Toby Burdett, with Burdett Taxidermy and Legends Big Game Recovery. As we roll along with this new year, hunting seasons are slowly winding down, and maybe our conversation today has you daydreaming about getting your harvest mounted. If you're in Ohio or the surrounding states and want to get some of those memories preserved, give them a call at 740-281-6435. Thanks everyone. Good luck with the remainder of your season. Let's get back into the conversation. When we talked to you last time, you had a really nice deer, mule deer from Colorado. And then obviously this year, you kind of stuck your game up a little bit and you had even a nicer deer this year. If you could, let's go ahead and talk about that trip. I know you went with your dad, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, we, and if you if you want, we made a funny little Instagram reel um, on our Vance Outdoors page. You can head over there and check it out. But You can see Alan and some of the video footage that you got with your, um, you know, your by nose and your spine scope as well as some of the stuff that your dad took of you when you recovered. But let's go ahead and get into that trip to Colorado and then just kind of, you know, what all transpired while you guys were there.
1: Yeah, the, so that the Colorado tag that we hunt, um, same, same tag I hunted last year, it's a third, third rifle season tag, and it's an awesome tag to have for being out there. You know, the, the down part, the downfall to that um, is being here. So the tag is good for November 11th, 10th or 11th through the 18th or 19th. So that takes away I mean, you're, that's the prime of the rep for Ohio. So that's why I say like you know luckily last year I was able to shoot my deer on the 31st October 31st so I was able to fill my tag but you know I've I've always thought that the best times to hunt are November 5th to the 15th here and so with having that Colorado tag you're you're taking away all your prime times to hunt for here but you know it's that's that's a really awesome tag to have out there um so yeah we this year I wanted to go back out there and um after I shot my buck out there last year, I talked to my dad and going my dad's uh sixty three. He's I've been hunting with him forever and ever and ever. And, you know, all he's ever done as far as hunting goes is squirrels and rabbits and, and shotgun hunting here. He's not an archery hunter. Mm-hmm. He's got a crossbow, but I don't think I don't think he even owns a tree stand, you know, so if he goes out it's just standing standing in the fence line and hoping to get lucky and um so I talked to him, I said, You know, you all you ought to come back out, you know we'll hunt this colorado tag i said it's an area i've been to i think i think i can i can help you out and get you a nice deer because we had went to uh the first time i'd ever hunted out west we hunted in idaho me and my dad both went out there you know it was the first time i'd ever even went out out, out west we bought our tags you know we we went into the mountain with a mule deer tag an elk tag a bear tag and a wolf tag and you know we'll, he actually got lucky enough to shoot a bear uh in that trip but we didn't even see a deer with horns and hmm didn't see an elk or anything and so I said you know put in with this on this tag with me and and let's go back out there and I said I think you can do it I think i got pretty confident out there so yeah drug him out there with me we drove out and uh or we put in a fur tag in March uh 22 drew the tag then started playing in you know uh so it's a 24 hour 24 hour drive to get out there and was able to take talk to him into going out there with me and of course, you know, like I said, he, he's, this is my dad, and he's the one that taught me most of, I mean, he taught me how to hunt, mm-hmm. and now it's sort of tables turned here where now he's got to kind of listen to me, which yep. is, I mean, I'm pretty stubborn, and he's even more stubborn. <laughs> so it's sort—it's of, a little <laughs> bit of a battle out there, and, and, and at the same time, its it's completely different out west, you know? when you got your approach on things Mm -hmm. and so it's it's hard to uh it was hard to get him to understand some of that stuff and to understand that you know you got to look you got to stop and look and look and look and look so but luckily enough we were able to go out there and uh he shot he shot a deer on the second day of the season and I shot a real nice deer on the last day of the season um but you know I was I was happy for him and uh you know he i told him i was like we're going out there we're gonna go out west and hunt and it's not a it wasn't a backcountry hunt we we had a hotel so we're day hunting every day we 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 stayed in a hotel every night we knew it was gonna be we knew we're gonna have weather when we was on the way out there we already had cold temps showing up which was which was great for the hunt because it brings all the deer off the mountain when once the temperature drops and snow comes all those bucks start coming down and because you know there's some spots that you just can't reach out out there where we're hunting there's peaks out to 14,000 feet Mm. and uh so we got out there um we ended up leaving a day early um was able to get off work so we hopped in the truck i said let's go ahead and go out there we'll get out there a day early um we get out there on thursday afternoon i think so we had the afternoon to to scout around got in the hotel so friday morning we're up early and uh we're cruising around in the truck hitting all the spots and we i mean first light friday morning i got a nice buck spotted i posted some pictures of it uh he's way up on a mountain and my dad's like i can't believe he, you know they're right there and i mean this is this is a long ways away but you know it's it's hard to it's hard to when you're out there to differentiate because where we're hunting that's not just this big giant public land area there's pieces and in parts and there's boundary lines everywhere and uh we spotted this real nice buck right off the road, uh, chasing these deer up this, up this hill. And I had super awesome video of it, um, posted on my Instagram and everything. And so we're driving down a road and you can spot a lot of, a lot of, lot of country from the road. So we're in the road, um, spotting from the road and my dad's, so I got a spotting scope. My dad's got his binoculars and he's not a binoculars guy. He don't hunt, you know, he just hunts with whatever he sees here you know and he don't need you don't need binoculars in ohio and so he's in his binoculars and he says hey Alan, come over here i think i see something way up at the top of this mountain and i'm like what do you see you know what if you you can't see it from if you're looking at deer and we're looking at a mile and a half probably two and a half miles away and so i grabbed my spotter and throw it up and sure enough he had he spotted a herd elk probably 80 elks laying down on top of this mountain wow so now he's all excited he's super excited and we didn't have elk tags at the time but lucky enough for us the the unit we were hunting in was an over-the-counter ta- unit so you could just go and buy your elk tag so we spot these elk and uh he's he's dead set i just i'm gonna go hunt this elk we're gonna hunt these elk and i was like and i'm looking at it and out there at this time of the year for for elk in colorado um, the herd, the, the elk will herd up and, but your big bulls won't be with that herd. So in this herd, there's only a few, there's one bull that's in there and he's pretty big, but he's the whole half of his right side was completely busted off. All it had was, he probably only had a, a foot sticking out. He had his, he had his two fronts and then maybe another six inches on top of that. And that was it. And he was the biggest one. And there might've been a couple there. I know there was a few spikes in that, in that herd and then maybe one or two raghorns, so I told Dad, I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get an elk tag. I said, if, if we go back to town, you get an elk tag, and and I want you to shoot one. And he goes, well, I don't, I don't, I don't care what I shoot. And I said, well, I don't, I wanted him to get something. That was the goal of this hunt was for him to have a good time and shoot something. And I said, you know, you have the first choice on everything. I'm going to be picky, and you be the, you have the first choice because, you know, he's getting up there a little bit in age, so he might not ever make that trip again. So I for wanted sure. to make sure it was something good for him. Yep and uh so we ended up going back up up on the mountain we had a we had a side-by-side i had borrowed from my buddy and so we go all the way up this mountain and it was a snow-covered road had a foot of snow on it nobody had been up there we get close to these elk and we spot it you know we figure out a plan we're gonna go all right we're gonna shoot these elk this is probably one o'clock in the afternoon so i'm like all right well when we get back to town tonight we'll go in there and we'll buy we'll buy our elk tags so so this is still Friday afternoon, and season's not open yet. Open season opens on Saturday. And uh, so we go to another spot um, where we had seen that big buck in the morning that was chasing, up, chasing a doze up the hill. And uh, so we go and sit, and sit in this spot, and we're going to scout for the afternoon or, or for that evening. And sure enough, we're sitting there, and the next thing you know, I'm looking in my binoculars, and I'm like, what is that? What is that line? I see this I see one cow, a cow elk all by herself, way out in this field, and i'm like what is that's why is there just one cow that's weird why why there it, it didn't make any sense that there'd be one sure. cow in this in this hay field, and the next thing you know this brown line just starts rolling over this hill, and there was another herd of elk, probably a hundred and twenty hundred and thirty herd of elk and I'm like Dad, you wouldn't believe this. He's what? And now this, now this place where we were at was a lot easier to get to. You know, we weren't. It wasn't a two and a half mile hike to up to the top of a mountain. This was low country. This was maybe a three quarter mile hike to get to. And I'm like, those and but they were on private land. Wow. Uh, but they yeah. were close enough where it was. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, a coyote might run out there and chase them over to us. But they were pretty close. So now our plan became, okay, now we're going to go after these elk or we're going to hope that they're, that they're close by. Now, mind you, we don't have our elk tags yet. We have deer tags in our pockets, but you know, how do you, how does a couple guys from Ohio turn down an opportunity to shoot an elk? Sure. So, and, and that was what my dad was all about. He was all about these elk. And uh, so I'm like, all right, well, you know, we'll sit, let's sit this hillside tonight. We'll watch, see what we do and, uh, or what happens. And uh, we'll come back here in the morning. We'll shoot those elk. We'll go, go back to town and buy our elk tags. So, uh, so yeah, that's a, that's the final day of our scouting day, and we get back to town and go to the grocery store, and I say, yeah, I don't need to buy an elk tag. And she says, well, we don't we don't sell elk tags. And I said, well, what do you mean? I You're know you the only, it's in, in the town, it's the only grocery store in the town. And I said, she goes, the only place you can buy elk tags are over at Napa, and I'm pretty sure they're closed. Mm. And sure enough, they are closed, and so no elk tags for us. So we are like, well, crap, that's that's not going to work out and um so we the next morning it actually ended up working out great because we never seen the elk again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it saved us it saved us 700 bucks uh, yeah. a piece, you know. Yeah. And it was it actually ended up working out well for that. Um but kind yeah, of refocused you back into yeah. The, re- yeah. Well, it refocused me. It, sure. It did not refocus my dad because <laughs> yeah, heck no. That was all he had on his mind was well, we're gonna go check on this. Let's go check. Let's go see if we can find those elk. I said, Dad, look, we got deer tags. Okay. What's on deer? If we want to go, if we run across some elk, we find a herd or something. They're not gonna go anywhere. We'll just go find. It. We'll go get our tags and we'll go do it again. And so the opening, so opening day, Saturday. I busted his butt. We probably hiked 12 miles opening day. And uh, we seen deer, you know, we just, we seen a little buck um, first morning or first hike in in the morning, seen a little buck, had him at like 250 yards. I wasn't going to shoot him. Dad didn't want to shoot him. And uh, we went to a different, so we hunted all morning, seen a bunch of does, no bucks, nothing at all. In the afternoon, um, we, we hiked way back in this spot and it was pretty flat and it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a real h- steep hike, hiked way back in this, um, in this spot where I, I had seen a bunch of beer, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of deer last year, big bucks. And, uh, so we get way back in the back and it's getting dark. And I had this buck that I had spotted. He's pretty narrow, really tall. And I was trying to get my dad to shoot him. And the problem was, is that, so my dad, like I said, he's rifle or not a rifle hunter. He's a shotgun hunter. And we had went to the range, I think once or twice this 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 off season, and he was shooting my six five Creedmoor, and I was I had my seven millimeter, and he had never he shot my seven millimeter one time, and I told him I said look, if we get in a situation where we have we're going to shoot one deer, you're going to shoot with my seven millimeter, and he goes well why? I said because it's a better round, it's going to has more knockdown. He goes well I haven't practiced with it. And I said, yeah, it's, it's a rifle, you know, it's dead on, just shoot it, and it'll be done with it. And he goes, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to do that. And I said, okay, fine. If you're going to shoot a deer, you can't shoot anything over 400 yards with that 6.5. I said, because it's not powerful enough, let's let's just stick it to that. Well, this buck that I had on the end, the end of opening day was at 600, and he wouldn't shoot it. And I'm like, come, just shoot it, come on, you know, shoot it, shoot it. It was a nice deer. Didn't want to shoot it. And I said, okay. So, that's end of our opening day. We're hiking back, and at the time we're like I said, we we did twelve miles total that day. And so the the afternoon or the evening hunt was a six mile round trip. So we're hiking back, and it's dark, and we're hiking back to the truck. And my dad says, "We need to we we need to be closer to the truck." And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He or he goes well, he goes We need to be closer to the truck when it gets dark." I said, "Well, what do you mean?" He said, "Cause I'm worn out." I said we well, you think you wouldn't be worn out if it was daylight yeah <laughs> just gets,
2: think if you'd shot a deer and you're packing one yeah, out. holy excited. cow imagine if you
1: had that buck
2: on his back
1: yeah <laughs> and he, but he's like god it it's i want to be closer to the truck when it's dark and i said it's you're gonna be tired either way and so we get back to the truck and he's huffing and puffing and he i give it to him he he did great and uh, he's huffing and puffing and he goes how far was that and i pull up onyx on my phone and i said that was that was about six miles and he goes okay I know my limit. <laughs> he said six miles was his limit. And I said, yeah. well, Dad, that was pretty flat. We didn't have a whole lot of elevation. And I said, what do you think your limit is going to be when we got some elevation we're climbing? And he goes, well, that's soon to be found out. And so we, he was tired. And I'm, I'll tell you, I mean, 12 miles, that's a lot of hiking. Yeah. That's a long long ways to go. And I was tired too, but he was beat. And uh, so we come out, we, you know, next morning, we're hunting, and now it's Sunday morning, and we're driving down the road, and same same hill that we had seen that buck pushing those does up the morning before, there's there's another buck in there pushing some does around, two bucks actually, and he goes, let's go, and they're headed towards the public land, and so uh, we decide to hike up in there, and so we hike up in there, and we're right on the edge of the, you know, I'm looking at Onyx, and um, it's onyx is a huge tool if uh, if you guys don't use it use it especially when you're hunting out west you're, you have to have it and so we're staring at because out there out west they don't have fence lines it's not like here where it's you know every time you cross a fence somebody else owns it out there it's just it's just what it is it's there's a imaginary line through the middle of sagebrush and that's your property line and it doesn't tell you that it's there but the only way you know is if you're looking at onyx so we're standing up on we're standing on the edge of this fence row and we're on public land, and I'm watching these deer um, push this doe around. And there's two, bucks, there's two bucks in there, and there's five or six does that were in there, and they're pushing these does around. And so this is Saturday or Sunday morning, and uh, I'm like, you know, we can't shoot this deer. He's, he's just on the edge. He needs to come up this hill that we're on um, in order to be on public land. And so we're just watching this doe, watching what he does, or watching this buck, watching these, pushing these does around, then they bed down. And my dad goes, hey, uh, how far is it to, to, the, to the edge of the private? And so I pull out my Onyx and line distance it, and it's 127 yards. And he goes, well, how far is it to the deer? And, he, and I, so I range him. It's at 93 yards. And he goes, so that deer's on public land. I said, Yeah, by thirty yards. And he goes, So I could shoot it. And I said, You could if you wanted to, but you better not better make sure he doesn't go anywhere. And (laughs) you
0: better not miss. (laughs) Yeah. And so he
1: goes, Well I think I, I I think I could shoot that deer. And I said, Look, if you want to shoot that deer, you go right ahead and shoot that deer. And he wasn't big. I didn't want him to shoot the deer. And um I said, but I said, you go ahead and shoot the deer i said i'm gonna stay right here i said sneak around there get you a nice broadside shot on the deer and uh so i pulled up my spotter and had my digiscoping app on my phone and i was able to video it and so he snuck around there and i just videoed the whole entire thing and he shot the deer right in his bed and nailed it nailed the shot and he was shooting that six five creedmoor and the deer got up i mean i posted the video on facebook or on instagram and everything it's it's a cool video. He nails the shot, but the deer still stood up, and you hear me yelling in the video, "Shoot him again!" Because I don't want this deer to go anywhere. Because then sure. we have to worry about property lines and everything. And he, unbeknownst to me, he didn't hear me yell to shoot again. But I'm, you know, I'm always thinking if the deer's still standing, I'm still shooting. And this deer's standing, and he's not shooting. And I almost grabbed my gun to shoot to shoot the deer again because I didn't want it to go anywhere. And luckily, though, um, you'll see in the video, the deer took about three or four steps, and then he did the old death wobble, and down he went. And so we were able to, we was able to, you know, he had, dad just shot his first mule deer, and it was, it was, it was pretty cool, because we were about three-quarter mile from the truck, um, all downhill, but it, I, when I tell, when I tell the story about, you know, opening day, hiking 12 miles, and dad being beat, he shot the very first deer he seen the next day. Yeah. and he didn't leave the truck for three days after that. He stayed in the truck. And, you know, and which was, you know, I I was, you know, I was still able to enjoy the hunt with my dad the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of, um, you know, a little bit off my shoulders because so I didn't have to worry about him. I didn't have to, you know. Sure. You know, I didn't, I was able to go wherever I wanted to go and do what I wanted to do without – making sure that he was going to be okay with it or he was going to make it back. And it, you know, I'm not saying that he can't do that stuff, but it is my dad and I'm still worried about him. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, but he was super happy with it. He was, mm-hmm. he was perfectly happy shooting that deer. It was kind of a cool, cool looking deer. Cause it was a, it was a three point. So on one side he had, he had a fork on the back and a, and then a single point on the front. And on the opposite side, he had a fork on the front and a single point on the back. Oh yeah! So it was kind of a cool cool deer. And you know, like I said, he was perfectly happy with it. He he didn't need to shoot some giant. Um, and you know, he made a great shot on it. We didn't have any meat ruined. We had plenty of meat um, out of that deer. And. You know, great memories and i was able to get everything on video which was super cool and mm-hmm. he was able to he would oh, send yeah. it to all of his buddies and post on his sure. face, facebook so he was happy yeah that's, um, awesome. that's but awesome. yeah so now so now dad's tagged out and so now you know now we're gonna do now i don't have to ask answer any questions it was just here's what we're gonna do and we're gonna do it that way so it was like i said it was nice it was a nice change of pace to where i could be like no, this is what we're going to do. i you know I have to no second thoughts, well, I mean a little less on the second thoughts, so he's still opinionated pretty good, but uh so yeah, so now we're Sunday night. we get to buck back to the truck, or back to the hotel and put it in the yetis, get it all went to run to the grocery store, get some dry ice, and it's cool. it's taken care of so uh Sunday night now, and we drove up into this spot that I didn't spend a whole lot of time in last year. And we're way at the top of this mountain, and there's, it overlooks these two giant canyons. And uh, so I'm on one side looking looking over this he one says, canyon.
0: He says giant. He yeah. says giant. Giant canyons. Fucking giant. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: oh. And uh, so, no, I mean, there's a giant canyon. You can't – yeah. pictures don't do it justice. I mean, it's it, big, big mm-hmm. canyons. Yeah. And uh, Dad's looking over one side. I'm looking over the other. And we're about 45 minutes till dark. And he comes walking up, and I'm in the spotter, and he's just got his binoculars, and he says, "Hey, I need you to come over here. I I think I see a I think I see a deer." I said, "Okay." So I grab a spotter and go on the other side of the mountain to the canyon he was overlooking, and you know, within ten seconds, I'm like, "Yes, that is a big buck. That's yes, we're going after that deer right now, getting the side by side." And so. I'm looking at this deer, and he's coming out of this, this big timber patch into the bottom of this canyon, and it's right on the edge of that private public area. And now, mind you, where this is at, where this canyon's at, we're on public land, so there's people everywhere. And all this road follows the whole top of this canyon, and there's trucks everywhere parked doing the same exact thing we're doing. And so I'm like, we got to go right now because that deer, somebody's going to see that deer, and they're going to go after him. So we hop into side-by-side and i'm flying down this mountain to try to get around to where i can make a play on this deer and i'm flying down the mountain i pull off in this one spot just to jump out and check and make sure he's still there and he's still coming up just working his way out of this out of this timber patch into the into this wide open sagebrush and uh i see this other side by side flying across the mountain to where i'm trying to get to and i'm thinking crap he sees this deer, I got he's gonna he's gonna shoot this deer, he's gonna shoot this deer. So I f- pull over and I said, I'm going after him right here, Dad. And he goes, right, right here. And I said, Yeah, I'm just gonna straight off the mountain, I'm gonna go after him. So I grab my I grab my gun and that's it. No pack, no jacket, no nothing, and barrel down this mountain. I'm literally running down this mountain to get to this deer. And I'm looking we're running on I'm running out of daylight. It's half sure. an hour, half an hour before daylight. And so I finally get down there. And as I get down to the bottom, I pull up my I pull up pull up my binoculars, and I can see him coming right over top of this hill, and he's at three fifty on the private. Mm. I can't shoot, and so all I can do is just sit there and watch him. And I, I see his antler antler tips across the top of this little rise in the side, in the sagebrush, and he was pushing these does around. And I'm just sitting there waiting, thinking like hoping something something's going to come he come over that hill and. He never does, and so now now it's dark, and I'm at the bottom of this canyon, mile and a half from the truck, and I have no headlight, I have no uh pack, no nothing and I gotta try to get out of here <laughs> in the dark in an area I've never been to before and so <laughs> I'm like, well that was not the best best idea uh so and it, it was actually it was actually uh quicker for me to go to the opposite side where I was trying to get to rather than the straight back up where I just came from to get to my dad so i get on my phone i'm like you know come over here i'm trying to drop him a pin to where to pick me up at and uh gets out and gets back in the truck and finally and it's cold it's freezing cold and i don't I, like i said i didn't have my jacket i just had my hoodie on when i was i didn't take anything with me and uh super rushed super rushed thing so um nothing happened you know I, did, I didn't spook the deer nothing like that but i thought man i'm gonna be back here tomorrow morning i'm coming right back here in this spot and i said i'm gonna be sitting right here on this on this peak waiting on that buck and so sure enough i have so i had my dad drop me off in this spot and i sent him back up to the top of the mountain to spot and i so i hiked hiked in there get nice and settled on this on this little point and sit there all morning nothing and uh for two hours i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm not not seeing any deer i don't don't know where they're at so um, i tell dad i said you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hike out of here let's we'll go we'll go somewhere else i don't know where he's at so i'm hiking out And, you know, out there in Colorado, it's, you have a different perspective. You can move five feet and see so much more stuff. You you don't, it's crazy because, you know, you can't see all the rises and the dips and everything and and where you're, where you're at. It just, it'll look like flat ground, but it's not. And there might be a hundred foot deep ravine or or a little drainage that you can't see. And so as I'm walking out, I would stop to turn around and look and stop to turn around and look. I might walk a hundred yards and turn around and look and Sure enough, I stop to turn around and look and I spot that buck. And he's got five does with him and another and then there's another little spike buck. And he's a mile and a half away. And I have no idea if he's on private or public because it's right on the edge. And I can't I can't differentiate. Like I said, there's no fences. Mm-hmm. I can't differentiate where he's at based on from where I'm at. And so I tell dad, I said, Hey, he's up there. I gotta go I gotta go after him. And so I take off and then down the mountain into this into this canyon and uh i get to a point there's this little point in the fence it's like a it's a big 90 degree turn and where he's at it's he's on the edge of this um uh, this mountain the mountainside that we were on the top of the day before and it gets pretty dang steep it's about um come to find out it was about 1600 foot elevation and 700 yards gain and so it wasn't i mean it wasn't straight down but it wasn't it was nothing that you would i wouldn't want to walk up it and um so i thought and i'm right on the edge of this of the line i'm on Mm -hmm. the property line looking at it and i'm spotting and i'm and i find his does and i'm like i can't find him and i'm thinking i know that deer's there i know that he's there i just can't see him he's he's got to be bedded down so he was pushing one of the other does about a 100 yards back from the group but they were staying with the group, but he wouldn't let that doe come with the group. So I'm thinking he's gotta be around there somewhere. So I decided I decide, all right, I'm gonna I'm just gonna push in there and hope that I when I stand him up, that he's on the on the public land side. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I hike up I hike in there you know, I'm down and up, down and up these drainages, and sure enough, he jumps up 75 yards from me on the private side and all I can do is sit there and watch him, and so I posted a video of him, I mean, I had great video of the deer running away, Um, I had my spotter on him, and he, so he's running away, and all I can do is video him, and sure enough, uh, he runs right back to where I was at that morning on the public land, and there's nothing I can do about it, because he's so far away, and, uh, i just video and i saw i i think i laid down there just i just laid down on the mountain just like i blew that why why did i do that why why did i not just be patient and just i knew better but i was so excited because i i knew that the deer was big and now i got video of him and any deer hunter will tell you a, a deer a, if you're looking at a deer from the back they look a heck of a lot bigger than they actually are and you look at the video of that deer, and it looks like a giant. I mean, I'm like, holy crap, this is a big deer, and I just screwed this up for myself. So I hike end up hiking back out of there. I'm watching this deer from a mile away now in the timber pushing these does around, and I can't get over there to him. I can't get there. Finally, And finally, I'm able to get back over there, get back to the truck, get over to the timber, and I get down in this timber, and I can't find him. I have no idea where he's at. There's no other hunters around and but i'm like you know what this is a bad idea i shouldn't be in this timber because it's thick stuff and I'm, i shouldn't be in this timber pushing this deer around i need to back out of here and just come back at night so that's what i did and uh go back to the hotel eat some lunch um come back in there at night sit there at night and dad's back up on the top of the mountain in the truck and uh nowhere the deer's nowhere to be found i have mm. no idea where he's at so i'm like all right man I'm gonna sit on this deer again the next day. So now we're look. Now we're going to Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, sit down, sit back in the same exact spot, and waiting for this deer. Um, get this little buck that comes through and nothing. And I'm not seeing any deer. And I can see this whole entire canyon from where I'm at. Then I get text message from my dad. He says, "I see. I think I see some deer over on the side of that mountain where I was just at, hiked my butt into the the day before." And so I'm like, all right, well, I got to hike all the way up in there and check it out. i got to make sure. So I hike back into the spot again, and I get over there, and there's his group of deer, and he's not there. There was seven deer that were in this group, five does, a little buck, and him, and all there is is six deer. It's mm. the same group, and I'm thinking, where is this deer at? I know he didn't get shot because I was there the whole time where he was at, and nobody was around. There was no nobody nobody shooting. And I'm thinking, man, I don't I don't know where this deer's at. Don't know where he's at. And so I I decided that was uh Wednesday morning. I decided, okay, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a little little bit of time and I'm not gonna hunt him. And uh that that was Tuesday morning. Yeah, so I'm gonna so I'm, I'm I'm gonna leave this guy. I'm gonna let him go. I'm not gonna hunt him. So we go and do some other hunting around. Um, hooked up with my buddy, my buddy Jaden from uh Utah was out there with us and hunted an afternoon with or morning with him and so we were going to go, out this th- so Thursday morning, we got till Friday's the last day of the hunt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had gotten on another deer, didn't did have an opportunity to shoot him. And uh, But I'm just thinking about this deer, this big buck. I got all this video of him, all this, all this video of this big buck. And so we go, we make a plan to go up in this spot where dad had shot his buck the first day uh, or the second day, Thursday morning. And we pull up and there's already trucks parked there. And I'm like, well, crap, I don't know. You know, I don't know what else we're going to do now. I thought, you know what, let's go over to that canyon and see if I can spot that buck again. So we pull up in there, and there's three of us looking, no deer, not finding him nowhere, nothing. And so we're pulling around the canyon, and we'd stop at a couple of different glassing spots and not finding him, not finding him. And we're on our way out of there. We're like, all right, you know, he's gone, nothing we could do. And so we're just about to turn on the road to get out. And I said, you know what, Dad, Dad's driving at the time. I said, let me— let me check it let me take one more look out here and i see and i pull up some deer and they're two miles out so i get my buddy Jaden's big spotter and uh sure enough there he was and he's way up he's at the bottom of that mountain same he's back in that same spot and he's pulling away on the on the private on the private spot side and i thought tonight i'm coming back after that deer i said i know where he's at i'm just gonna leave him there and tonight I'm getting back in there. I said I'm going to pull off the side of that mountain. I'm going to drop right off the top, and I'm going to get right in there and find him. And at that time, when I spotted that deer, I decided that I was going to shoot that deer or no deer. I said I'm going to. I got a day and a half left. I'm going to come back in here in the afternoon, in the evening, and if, if I get an opportunity, I get it. If I don't, I don't. I said, but I and I told Jayden, he goes, he goes, well, what if you don't shoot him? I said, that's that's fine. I'm I'm going to. I'm either shooting that deer or I'm not shooting a deer at all. So we ended up going to another spot and um we spotted this buck from the road. Um uh, Jaden did and we ended up putting a stalk on him and Jaden had got was Jaden was lucky enough to get a couple shots off on him and missed him like three or four times mm. you know, unfortunately. But uh I was just there to watch. And I had my gun, but I was just there to watch and uh so We go back to the hotel and get some dinner, and I said, let's go. We're going back up top of that mountain, and I said, I'm going to go up there, and I'm going to drop right off the side of that mountain, and so it was pretty steep. Like I said, this is the same area where there's a real steep decline on this mountain, so uh, we get up there, and I start sliding. I'm sliding on this. I'm literally on my butt scooting because it's real steep, and there's snow up there, and I get set up on this spot, and... I find the deer. He's bedded down. All of his does are are laying there. And so I had him at, I think he was about six fifty or so, but he was a hundred yards on the private side. And I'm thinking, man, like, come on, get up, get up. And this is an hour before dark. You know when the prime time is when the deer is supposed to be moving. He never stood up. Never stood up. And I'm thinking, man, I like it would have worked so well. Like, why didn't you stand up? Why didn't you stand up? And so it gets dark and it's freaking cold and. I climbed back up out of there. My dad and uh Jane are up top and they're like, I didn't, see nothing. "I didn't see nothing." I said, "No, I found him. He's down there." I said, "Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be right back here in the morning and that's where I'm that's where I'm going to find him." So, next morning we get up in there. It got kind of it got kind of gnarly that night. We got some snow and to get up to the top of the mountain we were at, it was it was not a great road to take. <laughs> so, and dad didn't want to take his truck up there. So, we ended up dropping off the side by side at the bottom of the mountain and he took his truck halfway up and I took the side by side all the way up to the top of the mountain and uh so we get up there I get back in my spot I've s- got my spotter set up and I posted a picture of my my little setup I had going on it was a nice little spot a nice little cozy like ledge almost uh, if you will right underneath this giant pine tree but I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm I start picking out deer and there's, uh, on this whole canyon I'm picking out deer and but he's not there and but i'm seeing these groups and they're not the same deer. And now these deer had been together all week long in the same spot and i'm thinking they got to be here and i just can't see them because where i was at was it was it was a little wooded area some some pine trees in there and it was my my view was obstructed a little bit so i said, you know what i just need to i need to move a little bit so i can i get a different perspective. And sure enough so i start sliding around this mountain like just sideways I don't gain any elevation and I don't drop any elevation and uh so i start sliding around sure enough that deer was right underneath of me bedded but he was straight down and i couldn't i couldn't see him where i was at so i pull up on i pull up my my range finder and he's at like 700 yards and he's on the on the public land and i'm like i can't i can't make a 700 yard shot i had never i had never shot it before Mm -hmm. and uh the the range around here only goes out to 565 i believe and so i didn't even have moa i had moa for 600 yards on my gun only because last year in colorado i shot my deer at 600 yards and i just i knew what it was what it was shooting at i'd never shot over that that yardage so i thought you know i need to i need to gain some i need to gain some close some distance here so i start sliding down this mountain and it's like it's steep and i'm trying i'm trying to sneak up on these deer because i don't want to i don't want to spook them or anything like that but i got to get down this mountain and get into a spot where i can shoot so i get down and i get to 600 i think okay that's that's where i'm gonna need that's where i need to be at i'm out of sight you know this deer is still bedded down and so now i go now i got to get a, a comfortable shot on this deer and now mind you i am it's straight down i mean i'm looking like this like to to to, to get set up on this deer got a. Bi- like, it's
0: like 60 degrees oh yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's bad like 60 degrees. It's I, like,
1: I, I got a like, bipod <laughs> on my rifle you might
0: as well just start rolling <laughs> yeah
1: i got a bipod on my rifle it goes to 13 up to 13 inches and it, i can't that's not even enough to, for me to get yeah. now and i have my it's real cold out so i have my down pants on which are not good in the snow if you put down pants on they just shoop, you might as well like the sled <laughs> yeah <down the> hill. <laughs> seriously and so i'm in these down pants i'm in these down pants so i put my rifle down and i'm trying to lay sideways in the hill and to and to shoot at him like this but the bottom half of me keeps wanting to slide down the hill and i can't get comfortable i can't get comfortable on this deer and um i finally get like this little pine tree i was able to like lay on and sort of stop myself from sliding down the hill i get my spotter set up and i was able to, to video the shot and i shoot one time and the deer flies up out of his bed, and I have no idea if I I was, it was everything I could do to even hold that spot, so I wasn't able to track my shot, and all I see is the deer, he just jumps up out of his bed and runs like 20 yards and stands there, and I'm thinking, crap, I have no idea where I hit, nothing, I just know that I missed, so I range him again, he's at like 650, 660, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna have to hold high now, and so i shoot again doesn't even move Deer just stands there he's standing broadside. so then i'm like all right now i need to get more comfortable so I'm, w- I'm looking at the deer and he starts making another bed he has no idea what's happening well <laughs> lucky for me i think the does didn't spook or he would have spooked and so the does are still st- still stay there and it actually takes me uh you know a little you can rag on me on this a little bit i shot six times at that deer before I killed him, <laughs> and uh so the sixth the sixth shot um he was he ended up being at six eighty and I ended up having to um I put my pack underneath of my calves and I had to lay like this straight down with my bipod out and laying down like this to make the shot that actually ended up killing him and now where I'm at, you know I have these I have these slots where I can see and because there's pine trees underneath there so he when well, i shoot i shoot my shot and he takes off flying out of view i can't see him and so i slide down the mountain a little bit further so i can open up my view a little bit to see the rest of the, the rest of the canyon thinking i need to see where he's at and he's where he's going and i don't see him and i'm like where the heck is this deer at and i'm looking looking trying waiting on him to pop up out of a drainage or something and now i spot i spot uh, his group of deer i see all five of his does and that little buck and i'm watching them and they're all just standing there looking back like this and i'm counting them i keep counting them because i know there's seven deer Mm -hmm. and i'm like all right six 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 what are they looking at what is he still over there so i'm scanning scanning my binoculars and the next thing i realize there's this red skid mark in the snow Mm -hmm. and i'm like those are horns there's a horn sticking out of that sagebrush. He's laying there dead. And now I'm screaming and hollering. I fall backwards on, on the mountain like and I'm all by myself. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't believe that worked. Yep. Seven days or six <laughs> days. Six days I had been after that deer. And I screwed it up so many times or two different times. And I'm thinking, you know, all week long I kept telling myself, if I could if I could shoot this deer, like this is a nice buck. This is a really nice buck. And I never sco- I never had him scored. Um, but i'm thinking he's close to 160 i mean guys out west that's probably not a giant deer but to to me that's a giant mule deer for for an over the counter or not over the counter but for a public land deer like that's he's he's a nice deer he's super tall uh so i call my dad i'm like i got him he goes or actually, I sent him. I sent him the picture in the spotting scope of the deer laying dead. Uh, I think. I think I sent the same one to you, Jordan, laying yeah. dead in the yeah. in the sagebrush. And he goes, "That's not a very good picture. I can't see him." <laughs> and I said, "That's because he's dead, laying in the in the sagebrush." So uh, he says, "Well, what are you going to do?" Uh, I t- I tell him where he's at, and he's like, "Well, how, how are you going to get to us?" I said, "I'm going straight down. I'm not going back up. Whatever, what I've already went down. So I'm just going to go straight down." at this deer and it took it took my dad the same amount of time to travel a mile and a half as it took me to travel that 670 yards yeah so that's how steep it was to go straight down there and we ended up Dude, getting down there
0: he says he fell back in the, in the hill He like what he basically just did was just lean back in his chair like that's how steep it was yeah like, yeah <laughs> seriously
1: and i mean it was it was crazy
0: yeah if you if if people get a chance they need to go check out the footage and all the pictures that you have on your social media account because like he has a picture and like, and you know I can't stand it. Like I need everything to be level. It looks like he's doing the high school girl. Let's rotate the camera. Yeah, like tilt my, my worth. my And he's like, no, dude, this is like that's yep. straight view from where I'm. Yeah, it's
1: really hard to get perspective. Like, I, and when you take your pictures to to get a perspective so i tried to i tried to video like a side view like looking across the hill so where you can see the hill is like this and the trees are growing like this and so that was the best way you could get it because obviously the trees are going to go straight up and down yeah Yeah. they're not going to grow straight out of the mountain so yeah and i was i was trying to video everything like you guys wouldn't believe like what i'm on and and it was a it was steep so i was so happy with that deer man i got down there and uh we got. He was like I said. His head was buried. His head was buried in a in a sagebrush, and I didn't even walk up to him. Me and my dad met at the, in the same spot where he was at, so I didn't even touch him. I said, I told dad, I said, I want you to video me picking, pulling him up out, and um, you know, dad's not great with the with the footage, so he didn't do. He's like, oh, I think it's I think it's video, but it's not whatever. But he ended up getting a little bit of footage of him, and um, we got some really good pictures uh, of him, and I just like I said I was super happy with that deer he was yep. he's I can't wait to get him back I, I was hoping to have him back for the podcast today um but he's in a beetle tank right now so uh it's taking a little bit longer than I was I was wanting it to but you know he'll well, he'll look awesome. great on the
2: wall and yeah yeah one heck of a hunt man for sure oh
1: I was so i was so happy for it you know oh, like dude. i said it took it i shot him on the last day and it's you know when you're hunting and you're and especially on a hunt like that where you only have seven days to hunt you you want so badly to be successful yeah. but at the same time you know like if we traveled 1600 miles out there your 23 hour drive there and back like do i want to hunt and i end on the first day like yeah. you don't want to drive out there yeah. and shoot the first thing you see on the side of the mountain, then just turn around and drive right back. Like mm-hmm. it's, I mean, yeah, that's nice. You're going to be successful, but at the same time, I mean, I probably would have kicked myself, you know, if I had had a tag in my pocket driving back home. But you could, to me, it couldn't. It couldn't have been a more perfect hunt for us to go out there with my dad, and you know, he didn't. He wasn't able to be there when I shot my deer, but he was there for everything else i mean he he endured the straight straight up pack out for all for all that movement now we didn't pack him out up that mountain we went the long way to get out (laughs) which was still uphill (laughs) it was still uphill and uh you know but it's just it's just funny you know he he comes down in there and i said dad you do you bring some water no I'm like, what do you why didn't you bring water? He goes, Well I didn't want to carry it. I said, Well you wouldn't have had to carry it out, I promise you that. Because I only had <laughs> one half of a bottle of water in my in my pack. So yeah, it was it was a it was a heavy pack. I was a lot heavier in my pack out in Colorado last year. Because that was a bigger deer, bigger body on him, and I had all of my cold weather gear and my rifle and my tripod and my spotter and then I had I took I took the heavier the I took both hat both back quarters in the head and the, i think i might have took the back straps too and dad took the two front because i, I did not want to give him the heavy sure pack. yeah yeah but uh yeah. But yeah it was a it was a heavy pack it was a heavy pack to get out of there i'm glad i'm glad it wasn't longer than it was yeah but oh, yeah, yeah it was a, it was cool we got it we had i posted a ton of videos on facebook and, and instagram and uh Jordan made that sweet, sweet mm-hmm. little reel. Yep. He, had it, he had a soundtrack to it and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yep. pretty cool.
0: No, yeah, it was fun. That was fun. I was so excited when you sent me all those pictures too, man, because like I said, it's not every day that someone from central Ohio that I know has so much experience. You know, we talked to a lot of guests on the podcast that are out there, you know, the Jordan Buds, the Sam Davises of the world, you know. and But to hear it, it a successful story from someone that lives 30 minutes away, and hunts the same type of animals that we hunt and makes it so much more relatable to us just just your experience overall and so that's why we wanted to have you on anyway man it's just such a such a cool a cool story and especially one that you can share with your father like that's awesome
1: yeah for sure and i tell everybody i'm like like you said it you know makes it more relatable it's a little bit more realistic you know like it's a doable yeah. it's doable anybody could do anybody could go out there and do that hunt you know a lot of people. I try to I always try to get people to come out with me. Not, not that I always try to, but I'm always tell people, come out. You know, come, come out and hunt. Come out and hunt. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it's not. You know, it's not as expensive as you think it is. I mean, it's expensive, but you know, f- save up a little bit of money and get well, get a few of the good well, yeah. get, good pieces of gear, and like you can do it. It's not a. You know, you can go out there for less than two grand and hunt pro- public land. And
0: I'm glad you said that too, because <laughs> we say it's expensive, right? No. Um, you know, when you think about that, you think it's expensive. You see that $700 for a tag for elk, or you see that, you know, right now, five, $600 in gas to get out there, right? Right. But is it that much more expensive than putting $3,000 into your food plot or right. buying, you know, a couple wagonfuls of corn or whatever for your, like, when you compare it all together, yeah. it's really not That much more expensive than just trying to hunt around here. How much money have I spent just to hunt 700 yards away from my house? You know, a thousand bucks. Yeah. It's like, so take that money and actually make a trip. And you got a whole new experience for relatively not that much Mm. more money.
1: Well, see, I had always been intimidated by going out western hunting because I always thought that you had to have a guide and you had to be like you had to be five, six, seven thousand dollars invested in something to go out there and be successful, which is not the case. And um, you know, obviously, if you spend five thousand dollars, you are going to have a lot better odds, and you are probably going to see a lot more. But you know, I created, you know, I created memories with my dad for you know a, a. if we would have never done that, if we would have never just said, hey, we're gonna go do it, we're gonna go do it, you know. Yep. Save a hundred bucks, save a hundred bucks a paycheck, and then next thing you know, you got enough money to go out there and do it. I mean, yeah, I mean all
0: for the same cost of going in Disney World. Right, exactly. Probably <laughs> cheaper. Probably cheaper. Yeah, just, <laughs> Probably cheaper. Uh, you know, another thing to think about too, like what Ben and I, we were kinda dabbling with it. I kinda figured it wasn't gonna happen, but you know, you could this is Colorado. Maybe you're not physically fit to go and hike a 60 degree vertical climb or whatever there's there's Kansas there's mm-hmm. Nebraska you know there's South Dakota there's other there's other western state mule deer style hunts that you can do that aren't going to be nearly as terrain challenging if you will right so yeah, I mean it's
1: option. not now. Everything out in Colorado is is not a big giant vertical like that. It's there's plenty of easy walking areas that you can you can get away from the truck and you can oh, hunt. And yeah, you can, and you can do great things out there without killing yourself. Now, obviously,
0: well, half half the state is half the state is flat too. Right, you know I mean a lot of people. You you think as soon as you get into that like Colorado, you're automatically thinking Denver or Pike's Peak. You got there's there's hours worth of driving in the first half of Colorado that's similar to Kansas or Nebraska.
1: Right yeah it's exactly like Kansas yeah until you get to Denver it's crazy yeah. but yeah I mean so I shot that I I killed that buck and you know I was I had a had a little bit of a uh, spotting scope footage and me talking that you I'm pretty sure you can hear the excitement and my voice on yeah. that and uh you know I, I had said to myself when I was out in Colorado if I could shoot this deer like that's gonna be I'm now I want to set my sights on shooting a bull so I'm yeah you know i've done that same hunt for the last three years out there and i I love it it's a it's awesome hunt i'm super confident to go out there and hunt in the area and everything like that but now i'm like i really want to shoot a bull i really i really Mm -hmm. want to shoot a bull so i'm looking i'm looking about going somewhere else uh my buddy out in utah really is really trying to get me to come to utah and i might i'm thinking i might try to do a, a a september archery hunt in utah with him uh He's really pushing for me to get out there.
2: That's Jaden, right? Yeah, Jaden. Yep. He's the one you went with on the last hunt. Yeah, he's. Yeah. I've
1: I've hunted in Colorado yeah. with him for the past three years. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Super cool dude. Shout no. out to Jaden out in Utah. No. <laughs> and
0: that was a that was an internet buddy too, right?
1: Yeah, man. I I met him. I met him on Facebook. We you know we bullshitted back and forth, and I had some plans to go out in Colorado, and they didn't. They weren't. They weren't falling you know falling together and i joked around and said you know you're gonna be out there at the same time i might just come out and crash your party and he's like come on out and yeah. i did i bet him on the side of the road and i was like i was like hey what's up man and he's like what's up yeah and we're yeah. lifelong buddies Good. now man we, we talk cool. every day you know and uh he's super cool dude man it's it's crazy like awesome. it's crazy you know like i said i didn't when i went out there last year or to, for the past two years to Colorado, I didn't have anybody that went with me. The first year I went to Colorado, I drove out by myself and met Jaden. The second year, I flew to Jaden's house and then we drove in. Um, but man, get on! You can get on Facebook pages, and I'm now. I guess I don't want to be like the guy to uh, you know encourage that, you know. <laughs> craigslist killers or whatnot but you get on facebook and be like uh
0: sounds like a start of a novel (laughs) yeah but
1: i mean there's there's a few different guys that i know that i've talked to here in ohio that i've never met before but just guys that you hit up and you know you have the same relatable like the same hobbies and things like that and you know they might not have buddies that can are able to spend a couple grand and go out west and hunt but they really want to do it and you know you hook up with them and say "Hey, you know we'll split gas and we'll do this and do that and you might end up making a lifelong friend like I have, you know. And I got there's a guy, I got guys all over the place that I've talked to that hunt out west. You know, friends that are of Janes that I've talked to now, and and different guys out in, in different states, and they're all just like, "Come on out!" People are inviting out there, and and it's it's different for them out there because. You're hunting public land, mm. where as here it's hard for me to invite any of them guys out here because I don't have land of my own that I hunt. Yeah. It's you know yeah. you got permission from you know the farmer down the street or your grandma's friend or whatever. Sure. So it's not the same. But them, sure. they're they're hunting the same public land that you'd be hunting, mm-hmm. and so it makes it a little bit different. But yeah, I mean reach out to guys and it
0: helps too when Jaden's from utah and you're out in colorado because you're both on this you're both on equal ground right you know, he, he may live out there and know the culture and know the experience and know what he's getting himself into because he's in that environment if you will Yep. as opposed to someone on the east coast but you guys are you know squared off right you know, it's not oh yeah i mean it would tag, I... that you, the tag that you're applying for
1: yeah and, and on top of that too i mean i've I learned so much hunting with him out there too, you know, being an Eastern hunter, is not the same as being a Western hunter. And I learned a ton from hunting with him, just, you know, where to look, things to do and what they're going to, you know, things to look for and things like that. And mm-hmm. just learned a ton from him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Super, super, super thankful to have him yep. as a buddy out there. So um, I, but I'm, I really want to get out there to Utah with him and, and maybe hunt this, this season I may mean, have to be a short trip for me. Cause I'm pretty busy in September normally, mm-hmm. But I think we might yeah. do it. I think I might do it, and then I'll probably make the same Colorado trip again if I can if I can do it that way. And then it'd be really sweet to be able to you shoot. Should just bull. go to Wyoming with us. I I listen. I got points in Wyoming. I will go. You well, you I, joke, but I, I didn't will get go. Drawn
0: last year. <laughs> I didn't get drawn last year. Well, I, I'm here for you, man. I you know last year I thought it was going to be the year, and then I ended ended up getting drawn. But um, I'll have. I want to say four Yep. deer points and probably equal or a little bit more on antelope, maybe four or five. Um, but if you can find a unit where you can do both, yeah,
1: but, I'm sitting at I'm sitting at so. four points in Wyoming for deer and elk. Uh, I don't have. I think I let my <laughs> antelope points go. Um, I got a buddy that that lives out there. He, he was in. He lived here in West Virginia and he moved out there and he was just like. You don't need points. Come on here and shoot an antelope. So, but I, we went out there, or when I drove through there a few years ago, they're freaking everywhere. Those antelope are just on the side of the road like groundhogs. It's crazy. But,
0: I told Ben I wouldn't use my bow, but he, he's the more and more I start to talk to people, the more and more I'm like, ah, yeah. You know, six spot wouldn't be too bad either, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
1: You just get you one of those little antelope butt decoys. And you can hide behind it with your there Matthews. There you go. And there can, you go. And get it done. <laughs>
0: Me and Crispy are just like the same person, man. Shooting, right? <laughs> yep,
1: pretty much, <laughs> pretty much.
0: Well, Sam Sam Davis makes it seem so simple when we talk to him, and uh, but here he is. He's probably the best spot and stock archer out there. So,
1: yeah, I I mean, I I'd be crazy. I can't imagine even mule deer hunting uh, with archery. I think would be. Simple. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're not talking about tree stands, you're talking about spot and stock. You gotta sneak nope. up on them, and it's just to me, yep. it seems like it'd be so hard to do. I mean, I guys do it with elk all the time. Exactly. But It seems like no deer would be sure. a heck of a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's that's the whole it's the betting
0: game, right? Yeah, it's the whole it's the whole trying to get him in the bed. You know, you would have made a play on him, similar to what you've done. But yeah, you would have had to make a much more aggressive play on him, bedded down. Um, you know, and then you got the wind, and you got does looking at you and stuff. Yep. So. It's definitely a lot harder of a challenge, but I think it can be done, especially for guys throughout we, out, out East. But, you know, Sam, Sam Davis told us on a podcast that we had with him one time, is if you can spot and stalk a white tailed doe, you can kill anything on this continent. Right. And I, you know, I can't say I've done it, but I can totally see where he would, yeah. make, that would make total sense.
1: I've done that before. I've done, I've, I've spotted stalk. I was looking for a buck one time with a, my buddy and I had my bow with me and I ended up spotting a, a white, a doe and ended up shooting her so it's i mean it's hard to do but i don't know i yeah i mean i guess whitetails are a lot more skittish than than yeah. mule deer are i mean 100 percent more times and i don't know though but those bucks the big bucks are smart they're they're smart they're big for a reason
2: yeah
0: yeah oh for sure man for sure well alan man uh we'll let you get going on that i i really do appreciate you coming in and warming my seat for me you know i'm starting to feel a little better hopefully i can be in there next week but uh Thanks for coming in on short notice and yeah, sharing that sure. story with us. I know it was something that you wanted to talk about for a while now. So Yeah, I mean, love to telling, I anybody. love telling
1: stories. I love telling
0: them. There you go. That's the podcast. Story time with Sam right there for you, Ben. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome element. Hey, man, again, thank you so much for, for, uh, for coming on. And then like anyone still listening, definitely head over to his social media accounts. We'll have all those listed below and check out those videos and photos that he's got from that hunt and some really special stuff that he made there with his dad
1: yep check it out
0: awesome man thanks guys yep thanks all right everyone that is all we have for you today we hope you enjoyed that conversation with alan it was so fun to talk to him and hear about the trip to colorado with his dad i'm sure that's a memory that they'll always have together as always we appreciate you guys listening and until next time enjoy the pursuit